everybody, and welcome to the Grey's Anatomy Fan Podcast. Um, I am Stephanie Ravenscraft. And I'm Cliff Ravenscraft. And I'm joined by my husband, who doesn't like to wait for his cue. And so, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Kim is not with us today because Cliff and I, well, I am catching Cliff up on season one, and then we'll follow with season two, that we will air these um, during the hiatus. Uh, which is kind of funny because last week, my husband and I also watch and podcast on Lost. And last year, last season, when Lost took a six-week hiatus, and I, and we thought it was like the end of the world. But now, coming up on a Grey's Anatomy six-week hiatus, it feels like nothing because Lost just took 13 weeks. No doubt. It's like six weeks. I can make it through that. So um, anyway, we are here today talking about um season one episode five shake your groove thing which originally aired on april 24th 2005 it was directed by um john david coles and written by ann hamilton which this is her first one absolutely this is the first um you know looking at this i kind of think because the first three were written by shonda and then the fourth one was written by um uh he's gonna scroll up for me james d parrot and um it, it kind of looks like Shonda had the first ones down, and then now other people, you know, they brought as in a they, team. Yeah, as they added to their team, other people are writing. And um, and I know coming up soon we'll see some more written by Shonda, but I think that they, you know, we mentioned in the last podcast that they've just, they've got their, um, they've got their groove down. And so I'm not seeing vast differences between the writers, you know, on, way on the way they're portraying the characters or right. anything. I think that it all is um, gelling together very nicely. Yes. And uh, do you think that that's maybe why they called this uh, episode Shake Your Groove Thing? Maybe. Because they're getting their groove thing on. Maybe. Or maybe it's a, a reference to the title by Peaches and Herb. <laughs> it could be. Perhaps <laughs> maybe the title has something to do with that song. You think? Yeah. So anyway, uh, let's see. There was guest star Kate Burton once again as yes. Dr. Ellis Gray. Which I, I was kind of I was I was kind of upset because we really we haven't seen her be able to really portray this character yet and knowing what I know now I know how how great of a job she does and, and I'm really anxious for that time when we really get to see Kate Burton shine as as Ellis I got you and I know it's coming up well I'm looking forward to it no. okay so in an ex I'm going to read to you what Wikipedia has which absolutely. is absolutely nothing minimal <laughs> says, an, an exhausted Mer Meredith thinks that she may have made a mistake during surgery, which could jeopardize her career. Meanwhile, Izzy's plan to throw a party for her boyfriend goes completely awry, and Alex deals with the patient who is addicted to painkillers. That's pretty much all they have. Yeah, it, it really is. And you know what? Um, I know you took some notes. So let's start with... Um... Okay. <laughs> I, funny you can't point to your notes when they have typos in them or or misspelling. Let me put an L in here. What's let's talk about a duck hood. I mean, hardly any other television show brings up a duck hood. You're funny. Um, adulthood, absolutely. Um, and that's that responsibility. Right, yeah, responsibility. I got that one enough. right. It's so long that it wouldn't matter. <laughs> you you wouldn't notice it was spelled wrong. So, okay, go ahead. Um, responsibility. How do we make it stop? I mean, haven't we all felt like that in our lives? I know I have. I mean, being I'm 34 now. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> I'm, I'm so glad I got that right. I just had a birthday and I always forget. 
But I'm 34 now, and I find myself wanting to be a kid again. I want to listen to the music I listened to when I kid, was a kid. I want to watch television shows that I watched when I was a kid. I, and you know, and when he was a kid, I was a baby. So it really gets on my nerves. <laughs> because it's like we don't share that in common. And so, I mean, we have plenty of other things that we share in common. But when he goes into his little um, nostalgia mode that he gets into, I'm like, okay, you got to get over this really fast. <laughs> I mean, Stephanie's like, different strokes. What's up with that, Willis? <laughs> <laughs> no, I've seen different strokes. I've okay. Some, maybe, maybe it was reruns. <laughs> cut me some slack. And then, of course, Matthew has a Game Boy, I'm and I'm like, young. totally... I'm totally into the Dick Mario. Mario, yeah. Super, Super Mario 3. But, um, so... We all want adulthood to stop. We all want the responsibilities to stop at some time in our life. But, you but know, have, they must go on. There is definitely responsibility, and and I I don't know that there isn't responsibility when we're younger, but it just the the responsibility seems more overwhelming. Some of the the greater responsibility that we pick up as we're adults. Yeah. And and definitely with what Meredith has been dealing with, uh, with her with her mother is obviously a painful thing because not only what happens is I think I think that we don't we have so many. <laughs> We have such a multitude of responsibilities this day, these days. Right. I mean, work demands so much more from us. And, I mean, 100-hour weeks is just ridiculous uh, for a doctor. We've no wonder to, she nodded off. No, well, there's no doubt. I mean, seriously. It is, we talked about this, you know, um, for for the, the, the pilot episode, episode one, is that... You know, nobody wants somebody who's been on call for 48 hours to be holding your heart in their hand. I don't. Yeah, I I don't. I, and and you know what? You know that that's happened before. Oh, yeah. That's not just television writing. But, um, you know, the towel in the chest, I'm sure that Burke had been working for probably three days straight. And, yeah. You know, and then there are times when, like, um, you saw with Izzy and and Alex there towards um, the the middle end of the show, is that they had been on call for for you know they they had worked their shift and then the guy fell and and Derek asked them if they want to scrub in and they're like well yeah of course I mean how often, how many times are we going to get the chance to do brain surgery right so they've worked their time and then they even go longer. Yeah, it's it's absolutely ridiculous. But I mean, here's the situation. I mean, you've got um, Meredith has all this responsibility with her mother. I mean, to th- to think that oh my gosh, now I have to take care of her estate, her finances, her medical decisions, all of these things. I mean, it's not so much the responsibility that we have to do all those things for ourselves, but then she has to take up and do that for her mother, who obviously has much more to manage than what she could ever imagine at this point. And not only that, but dealing with the just the emotional issues of what's going on with her mom, the fact that she hasn't shared it yet, of course, that's an unhealthy decision in my opinion. Uh, she needs some. She needs to let people in on this very soon, or else. Well, she and and but a, as a child, she's respecting her mother's wishes. That's you know very I, true. But I understand both sides of that. She I mean, needs I, somebody. She to, does, she, and I think she found that in the last episode when she was able to tell Nurse Fallon. And, well, she and just only told for that her. Brief, but for that brief amount of time, she was able to share that and, and get it out. And yeah, but she needs somebody close. Mm-hmm. I agree. But um, I think another another thing that she's struggling with in this 
um, you know, having to take over her mother's estate is not only the responsibility of it, but the emotional state of they don't have a great relationship. Yeah. And so that she has to step in and she has to be the one to take on this responsibility. For somebody who necessarily for somebody who she didn't thinks feel. that she's just ordinary, you know, which we know now from, you know, her lucid day that we just had in season three. But, um, you know, it, it's there, there, it's it's a deeper wound than just the responsibility part of it. Absolutely, I think. So. Yeah, and so, it, and then of course, you know, have to take time off work. I, I, I tell you, that's a very difficult thing for, thing for me. And sometimes you just got to do it. You just got to take off work. You know, you, you got to say, family's more important than my career. You right. know, and and, well, and and again, in Meredith's defense, you know, that's hard for her because. Her mother never took off work for her. That's I know. You know, and I, so yeah, anyway. that that's totally you're totally right. That brings up a valid discussion. I mean, the fact is is that you know is how difficult is it to take care of of an elderly parent who right. you feel really didn't do that well of of giving you the time and energy and just, uh, that you that you needed. Right, and, and again, is that her mother isn't elderly? Well, her, that's her what mother I is well, is still very young and could be considered in the prime of her life so she's dealing with these things very very early early on, on. i i apologize you're absolutely right and i should not associate alzheimer's with an with, with an elderly right. disease and and uh please forgive me and avoid writing me nasty emails <laughs> at, at saying that cliff is insensitive and has no clue but, what yeah. he's talking about because we already know that's true and yeah. i don't need an email to tell me but i mean it's just <laughs> um you know even we notice here in our house, you know, Cliff and I have three children and, you know, children, um, they do what they see. You know, we teach our children how to behave by our actions. It's more about what they see us do than about what we tell them to do or what we teach them to do. Right. You know, and so in Meredith's case, she is she is behaving the way she saw her mom behave her whole life. Right. Let's talk about George's patient. George's patient. The one who he suspects is still smoking. Oh, no, that... Oh, yes. okay, but she has the towel in her chest. Yes. <laughs> I got you. Right. Yeah, so so he he's like, you know, obviously, lady, you're lying to me, you know. You can tell me you yeah. quit cold turkey five years ago, but... And he didn't believe her. He didn't believe her. And, of course, they opened her up and... They found a towel. The chief found the towel. Well, they didn't open her up. They... Well, they... The surgery she was having was towel. supposed to be... Just a scope, just um, and, and they found it, and then they had to open her up and take it out. Um, and, and, then, and the same thing happened with Alex, with thinking that his patient wasn't in pain, that he was just an addict. Well, he did have true pain, but because of the pain, he had become an addict. Right. And so it's they were both kind of dealing with, you know, not believing their patient. They were both kind of dealing with doubting the patient. Well, let, let, let's hold t- Alex off for a minute because I think there's something unique to that situation that is not closely related to the situation right. of the of the hidden towel uh, incident. And right. the fact is, is that uh, Burke says finally confesses at the end, which I thought was a perfect timing. Perfect timing, right? And so the situation there is that um, that. I forget where I was going. Um, anyway, the the situation there is that he withheld that information, and Gray was going to withhold that information, and the reason why they were withholding that information is for this fear of of retribution. And I think that Burke made such a wonderful um, point when he says, "Listen, 
you can't just you can't just let her go. At least she spoke up, and they said, but too late. And in front, and she did. She screwed up, and they even admitted it in front of the husband. Uh, but but of course, she did instruct right. somebody to remove that man. She did. She did. So she did yeah. not know he was in there. But but still, I, okay. So she she screwed up when she opened her mouth. She should have opened her mouth up sooner. But the thing is, is that. Burke is right. She did, and they were able to go in, and they were able to repair the problem. Whereas, in in Burke's mistake, I mean, this woman walked around (laughs) with a you know pressure on her chest for five years, and people keep telling her it's all in your head. There, and George is like, surely you haven't quit smoking, and um, and all of that is the result of, I mean, so surely after five years, that patient would start to think, that patient would start to think, well, maybe. Maybe they're right. Maybe it's all in my head. Maybe I really don't know what I'm, you know, and start to doubt herself. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Okay. So, so I think that they made a valid point. Just that, you know, hey, um, you know, you need to give us the ability. You, 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 you need, you need to leave. You, I mean, obviously, she needs to be disciplined, but you can't let her go right. because if you let her right. go, what I did five years ago is going to be repeated over and, and over, over and over right. again. Absolutely. You know, I you know, and, and and it's kind of like, listen, for the past five years, I've done, I've been one of the most amazing doctors in this facility. Right. I've done, I've saved a lot of lives. Those are lives that wouldn't have been saved had I spoken up back then. And what I've done was wrong. And um, so I, I don't know. It's it's still very scary, though, that that these people were. I, I think that I think the issue isn't did she wait a day or so before she actually admitted to what she had done. Uh, no, you can't, buddy. We're we're recording during the daytime here today, and our kids are uh, jo- joining us for just a moment, and then they're heading back upstairs. So anyway, but here's the situation: it should not been so much an issue of when. You know, when did she report it? It's why did she squeeze the heart? Why did her finger go through? No, they didn't even ask what happened. The fact mm-hmm. is, she nodded off. She fell asleep, and she did so because she was tired, and that exhausted. Exi- she was exhausted. Right. You know, and and the I mean, hundred hour there. weeks right. is ridiculous. It, it is. There, there's no excuse for the it. The lawyers need to be doing something about right. that, not you know, or the legal department needs to be doing something about that. That's my point. Now, you brought up Alex, and I just wanted to share with you on his. Um, it, it could almost be overlooked, but what he had shared is the reason why he had such an issue with uh, the patient is not so much because the patient says, you know you really don't like me, do you? And he says, no, it's not really so much you, it's people like you. Right. Which we find out that... At the end, we find out that his dad was a druggie. Yes. Also. Yeah, so. and so he had a very personal thing against... Uh, and, and it's not so much against that guy, it's like, no, this can't be acceptable. You know, whereas... Absolutely, right. That was his issue. It was. You know, this guy but, needs help. But Derek was right, too, because they do have to treat the, you know... Pain pain and so th- i mean that was a sticky situation and then the guy so high he fell and hit his head and yeah absolutely um, so, but he's better now <laughs> where are we um so let's talk about izzy okay what about her and um she had a patient with a bowel obstruction <laughs> so she's trying to discharge this guy who has a bowel obstruction or had a bowel obstruction and can't discharge him until 
he has a bowel movement, <laughs> you know, obviously. And there was one point where I thought that maybe he wasn't going on purpose so that he wouldn't be discharged, but I, I guess maybe not. And so then at the end there, you see her walk by the room and he says, hey, Izzy. <laughs> yeah, that's enough. He, he announces I went her. poop. <laughs> <laughs> I took a poop. So anyway, um, that's exactly what happened. However, the the point of that that patient and yeah. and how it was written into the story is the fact that he went to medical school. Absolutely, and went all the way up. Quit to have a life. Exactly. And and he told her, "Your patients will always come first. And in the end, that's what happened. The patient came first, and yeah. she didn't make it to the party. So what about her planning this party at Meredith's house and the well the not par- she totally screwed up. She totally screwed up, and she was irresponsible, which seemingly is her personality at this point. She's mm-hmm. she's very irresponsible, and and she's very self centered. She's not thinking about other people, and uh, she's not even thinking about her boyfriend. I think that she even has a complex about something. There must have been some reason internally why she did not want to meet with her boyfriend on her own. Why couldn't she just spend time right. with him? You know, there was there was even more yeah. to it than. That, well, I think she was trying to prove to him that, you know, she could be a doctor and have a life. And um, I'm I'm guessing that some doctors would say you can, but on this show, clearly you can't unless you're involved with a doctor. Well, that or somebody that understands and, right. and is willing to give that time. And she needed to convince him that, and obviously she was unsuccessful. Right. So, because um, I don't remember ever seeing Hockey Guy again. Yeah, I don't. So. I don't know anything about yeah, that. But I, it, it's seemingly that that would have been the end of that he's relationship. Like, yeah, I'm gonna call you. I, he's not gonna call her. Yeah, whatever. Which makes me wonder. You know, it's like I should go, but he gives her that mean, passionate kiss. You know, that passionate right. kiss. There, it's like whatever. Get just look. Just he go. was just dating her because she was a model, and yeah. he falls into that you know jock stereotype. Yeah. So the party, uh, I think at the party, Gray totally screwed up with George. She did, but she's um, clueless. But she's still clueless. She but has regardless, no idea. she has no but, business dancing with a guy like that, drunk or not. I'm sorry, right. people. If and she wasn't if, drunk yet. I mean, she'd only had like two. Yeah. That's true. Drinks of the tequila. She she was not drunk yet. Exactly. But that was totally... Even if she's clueless, I think she totally screwed up there. Mm-hmm. And that was very stupid of her. Especially somebody that you're your roommate with, you know? Yeah. It, it was... Yeah. It was out of line. It was out of line. And it puts George in this place of, okay, now I'm, I'm attracted with her, or attracted to her, and now very legitimately can have thoughts well i have a chance right and and he he's yes he's attractive but he's almost stalker like because do you remember a couple episodes back and um well i guess it was maybe the first episode the pilot episode where they all meet up in the locker room and he mentions and like, rattles off all the things she's all the wearing. things she had on it the the new mixer the intern mixer or whatever and i mean he doesn't just like her he's he's you know, he's picked her out. He's chosen her, and he I, I he observes everything that that she does. I don't think he's stalker esque at all, <laughs> but I, I I think he was very forward with what he thought. And, and no, he hasn't been forward with her. At that point, he was. He just, I just thought you looked very attractive, and oh, okay. I, I really I really dug the way you looked, and you know all that stuff. And and so he was very forward. And and since then, she kind of just like ignored it and so 
He's hiding it. But now. we've already agreed that she has a lot on her mind. Absolutely. So. And so anyway, but what I'm saying now is that at this point forward, anything that happens between you know him and his desire or his his um, uh, infatuation or feelings for um, Meredith, I think she's partly responsible for at this point. Okay. Because of that, what she did at the party. Okay, so why don't we, um, really quick, we're going to talk about um, Burke and Christina. We see him bring her the coffee in the yep. beginning that kind of, you know, hint, hint, there's something going on, and then, you know. Which we, we and then felt. We find, and then Christina finds out about the towel, and she kind of, she, she doesn't really back off, but she kind of avoids him. Yeah, because, well, she's like, man, maybe he's not as good a doctor as I thought he was. Right. You know, and, and she's all about being you know, the best. The best. You know, and you know, it, if, if this guy's going to lose his job over this, I don't know if I could really deal with that almost. Right. Which, which speaks a lot to her character. Yeah. That she's only, you know, with him because he's Preston Burke. Possibly, I mean, there there could be some speculation at, at this point. At, at this point in the game, not knowing the rest of season one, season two, and the early part of season three, I would start speculating that myself after just yeah. viewing this episode. Yeah. But then at the end, she finds out he's a total stand-up guy. He was going to tell all along. He was just waiting for the right time. And, and then they had some time together it, in a closet, and that's all we need to say about that. On call room. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then... Uh, so, um, what do you think about Bailey seeing Derek and Meredith in the car? Well, first of all, I just want to say that I don't like Bailey's so- character at all so far in really? season one. Okay. I really... I, I, I'm sorry... I know some rather cranky people. <laughs> I'm sitting next to somebody who can be cranky quite often. Uh, Who's on your other side? <laughs> but but the thing is, is, I've never seen somebody that is on PMS. You know, well, that it, it's she has like... that every single day of the month. I mean, I'm sorry, she her personality is unrealistic. And but, somebody might argue with me. Go ahead. I'm going to argue with you. Go ahead. Because she's not there to be their friend. Okay. And, I mean, well, then why does she go to the party? You do not go to the party, right? I don't with people think she who are your subordinates. Party. No, absolutely. And but then you she... don't sit there and tell them what kind of whiskey or scotch or whatever they should have. Bourbon. Bourbon. Um, which is whiskey. No, I, I agree. It's Kentucky with, whiskey. Yeah, I, I agree. She she shouldn't have gone to the party, but she's not there to be their friend. And you know, I, I think that she thinks that Meredith is going to you know get this advantage by obviously sleeping with Derek and. So in the upcoming episodes, there's going to be the big question about, you know, um, her her treating the way she's treating Meredith as opposed to the way she's treating Christina when they're both sleeping with attendings. Yeah. Well, anyway, and of course, Bailey does discover that situation and and sets out to make Meredith's life. Well, did she or did she not say to Christina, knowledge is power or is is that what she said? I think that's or information is power. So, yeah. Anyway, that was an excellent episode. Uh, Responsibility. It really does suck is what Meredith says. It really does. I I will tell you, there There are times when it really does suck. There is times when it really does suck. But it does have its privileges. Like, you know, we could have all-night parties and our parents aren't around. It's like, no. When was the last time we had an all-night party? 
We go. Never. We, we have a seven-year-old, a five-year-old, and a twenty-two-month-old. We aren't having any parties. We don't have parties. When does that start, Meredith? And, and they work hundred-dollar weeks. How do they have all-night parties? <laughs> That's what I'm thinking. You know, it's like, wait a second. Don't you have to go to work in the? Don't you have to be at some place at five in the morning Absolutely. to go to kind of try to save your career? Yeah. Oh man. Anyway, thank you for joining us for this episode of the J- Grey's Anatomy. I can't even talk right now. Grey's Anatomy fan podcast so anyway uh yeah that's what this is and this is a production of the generally speaking podcast network and you can find this and many other shows including a weekly lost podcast that we do at generally speaking podcast.com that's generally speaking podcast.com and there are two things i want to tell you about that website actually three things one there's a gspn listener forum where you can discuss Grey's anatomy online with other people who are listening to this podcast uh, number two, we Stephanie, not we, but Stephanie and Kim, whenever there are new episodes going on, um, a- immediately following that episode at 10.15 p.m., Stephanie and Kim do a live show, a live podcast. Absolutely. And you can find that at our site by clicking on the link that says GSPN Live Shows. Now, we're actually recording this review of season one right now during the middle of these live shows. However, this will not be playing until a hiatus or in the weeks where there are no new episodes. And in those weeks, there will not be any live podcasts. So just so you're aware of that. And the last thing I want to share with you is that at the bottom of our menu, there is a PayPal donate button. If you click on that, it doesn't take you straight to PayPal or anything like that. It just takes you to a page on our site that talks about how you can contribute either with a one-time donation of any amount or you could become a GSPN monthly supporter uh, for as little as $3 a month, and it really does help cover the cost of putting these podcasts out there. So that's all I really want to say. We're going to go view episode six of season one, Yep. and we will be back shortly with another review. Yes. I love you, Stephanie. <laughs>